Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What the hell is up, gamers? I snore back mic energy there somehow. It's your boy, Tamar Hussain, and you are watching Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, November 17th, and I am joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, Tim Gettys. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing fantastic. I have two things to say. Mm-hmm. One, I, I feel so bad for you. Everybody send some sweet, nasty love to Tam. You're dealing with moving right now, and every single thing's getting in your way. So also, everybody out there, be, be patient with the sound. He's working on it. We're yeah, going to try to get him some acoustic it. panels. It's a whole thing. But more importantly, thing number two, Tam, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about it before, but I will not allow you to wear that hoodie without at least commenting on it just a little bit because <laughs> what you're wearing might be the most disgusting thing any human beings ever put on their, their body. I asked him about it before, uh, before you jumped into the call, uh, Tim, and it, it's the most disgusting thing, but it's also the most Tamar Hussein thing to wear. <laughs> I mean, dude, he, he's reward for, for multiverses. He knows what's going yeah. on. Is but Britney for... is youngling as the rock on the Yu-Gi-Oh! logo? What more do you want? What Everyone is here. What more do you want? <laughs> Everyone is here, baby. <laughs> All right. As you know, Tim, uh, I like to do a recap of November 18th or the day mm-hmm. we're talking about in, in history. November 18th is the fictional birthday of one Mickey Mouse. Wow. Damn, you love to see it. Um, I wonder why they would give him a fictional birthday instead of just the day he was created, you know? I have no idea. It's it's such a weird thing. But uh, Mickey Mouse, just an absolute legend, um, made made the Kingdom Hearts series a bit convoluted, like a big part of that. Uh, But it also made it a lot better. It still made it a lot better. At some point, I did. I'm just going to say this. Everything that isn't Disney in Kingdom Hearts can absolutely go to hell. Um, oh, Tam, Tam, you don't want that energy on a Thursday. You bro, don't want those people I don't, coming I do at not, you. I do not. I will bully the shit out of Kingdom Holy Hearts fans. Holy shit. I, want, I will end you. <laughs> I am a Kingdom Hearts fan. If you go to GameSpot.com, I reviewed Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay? I reviewed those games. I love those games. One is great. Two is amazing. Three is, is okay. All those... Side games. The story Don't in Kingdom Hearts. Games. Don't call them side games, Tam. They're side They're games. Come for you. The oh story in Kingdom Hearts is dog shit. I will say it, it now. It is dog shit. Okay? I'm glad you like it. A man Do of not the come at me. Do not come people. at me trying to defend Kingdom Hearts story. I'm sure you like it, Cam. Okay? I respect you and I respect your love of it. I'm glad that you love it. I'm just saying, as someone who's played those games, as someone who's played a lot of games, as someone who knows a thing or two about writing good stories, that shit is booty. Okay. Um, 1993, the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, was approved by the U.S. House of Representatives. What a hard turn! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, that happened in 1993, and then 1963... 
What do we have? The first push button telephone went into service. You'll love to see that. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, so I didn't vet these before quickly pasting them on because it's been a hell of a morning. There's some mm-hmm. very alarming ones in here. But I'm going to skip to 2013 Good because call. that was the, when the Wii U was released. Yes. Video game console. Never forget. Um, Never November forget. 18, yeah. Uh, and then also 2001 earlier. GameCube was released on November 18th. Big for Nintendo loves November wow. 18th, yeah. GameCube, and, first console I ever bought day one of it being released, and it was a total accident. I was so, yeah. well, it was a calculated accident. Uh, <laughs> I convinced my dad to bring me and my brother to Toys R Us that day, just randomly, you know? And, like, they were sold out, <laughs> duh. And also, we were not planning on getting the GameCube, but they, the, the worker was like, hey, are you looking for the GameCube? We have one more. And I looked at my dad, I'm like, dude, we got it. And he, he did it. He He did did it. it. But, but the worst thing was, uh, so it was November 18th. So it was before Christmas. So my mom, when we got at home, my mom was like, no, this has to be his Christmas present. And I'm like, well, this is garbage. So you're telling me I have this thing, but I'm not allowed to use it. And then the thing was, so I had no games at all. Uh, And then Smash Brothers wasn't coming out till December 3rd. So a couple weeks later. And I remember sneaking into my mom's closet, opening up the whole box and holding the GameCube controller and just pretending I was playing Smash Brothers, trying to understand how I could possibly play Smash Brothers on this controller instead of the N64 one. Think about that for a second. Here we are 20 years after that. Yeah. And if, if we can't play Smash on a GameCube, people fucking start crying. I was, about, I was about to pop off about the GameCube controller there, but I think I've I've got enough smoke for one day. Nah, it's a bad I'll controller. Go, uh, it's I'll, I'll, I'll take got, the heat. I'll take the heat. It's a bad controller. You want to do it? Yeah, it's I a weird, fucking weird controller. Most that. Nintendo controllers ever since the N64, fucking absurd. Absolutely absurd for yep. just uh, the weirdest brains out there. Yeah, the, the N64 controller, I remember looking at it and people being like, this is a great controller. I'm like, are you fucking mad? Are you mad? This thing has a peen. Are you crazy? Um, and then the, the, the GameCube controller was just like, hello, we're Fisher Price. We have made you a video game controller. It's like, all right, bro, You know what? I'm going to bite my tongue here. No controller's ever felt better in your hands. No D-pad's ever been smaller. <laughs> yeah, true. Pros and cons. Okay, today's stories include... I didn't fill this in, so I'm going to do it on the fly. Uh, inclu- today's stories include an update on the uh, Bobby Kotick Activision Blizzard situation that's been uh, unfolding over the last couple of days, and we do want to make sure that we're keeping abreast of it and keeping you informed of it because it's incredibly important. we got Phil Spencer talking about those NFTs. Phil, getting involved. We've got, obviously, the reveal of Multiverses, a new Smash Brothers clone, and much much more because you are watching kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about so you can impress that person on that dating app that you've been flicking through if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong it's not gonna happen we never get anything wrong just slightly incorrect difference if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. And obviously, as always, remember you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases. Like video games such as Rocket League and Fortnite, 
which Naruto-kun is now in. So you can get in there and spend some money and help uh, kind of funny out that debayo. Um, believe it. Believe I think that's it. all the Naruto cliches I've got in there um, at one. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members are above, get to write in, and silver members are above, get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping. I mean, goddamn, one time let it be a bad game of sweeping. A new kind of funny games cast is up right now and it includes. Our impressions of Pocket Monsters, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl, as well as Halo Infinite so far. A couple of banging games there. We chose violence the- with that one for sure. Like th- that, the yeah. thumbnail we chose for the games cast was definitely Tam Energy right now. I love where it. It was just one of them throwing a Pokeball and it just said boring coming out of it. <laughs> and I will tell you, I got surprisingly way less shit than I expected <laughs> from, yeah. from this. Yeah, I mean, but, like, it is what it is. I mean, I feel, I feel like the 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 Pokemonster fan base was already kind of like they were a little wary about this one, Timmy. So, like, when I remember, like, after the show, yeah. and we were talking about the uh, the thumbnail and like what we what we should do, and we were laughing about it and stuff like that, and y'all were scared about the heat. I was thinking to myself, I was like. I really don't know. I really don't know if this one is going to be. Go in, it could go either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I will yeah. say, though, that we decided to do this. But when Barrett asked me, because uh, he preps my tweets for promotional stuff, when he's like, hey, what do you want your tweet to be for Gamescast? I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to tweet about this one. <laughs> <laughs> wise. That is wise. Um, also, the Spider-Man No Way From Home trailer reaction is up right now. And it's very good. It includes Tim. It's got Andy. It's got Nick. And it's got... The return of the big daddy himself, Greg Miller, mm-hmm. reacting to the brand new trailer that's up that is up right now on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny. Good trailer. Um, thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy and Blackjack. And today we are brought to you by DoorDash, ExpressVPN, Amazon Music, and ButcherBox. But we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and whatever be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have, I think it's five stories today. Uh, possible Baker's Dozen. Thank you for that, Barrett. Good pivot. I love it. First story comes from the world's best video game website, GameSpot.com, written by one James Carr, a legend in the game. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan criticizes Activision Blizzard's response to the Bobby Co- Bobby Kotek report. And I tweeted about it yesterday. Jim Ryan is on some big fuck around find out energy right now. He is just out there popping off. President and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment Jim Ryan reportedly criticized Activision Blizzard in an email sent to Sony employees, calling Activision Blizzard's response to the ongoing allegations inadequate. The email was sent to employees as a direct response to the report that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotek hid knowledge of misconduct and sexual harassment at the company. In an email reportedly obtained by Bloomberg, Ryan said he and the executive staff at PlayStation were disheartened and frankly stunned to read the report and that Activision Blizzard has not done enough to address a deep-seated culture of discrimination and harassment. Ryan said he reached out to Activision Blizzard after the report was released to express his concerns and to ask how the company plans to address these claims moving forward, stating, we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation. 
Why this is important is now highlighted in the story. As one of the main console manufacturers, PlayStation has, has a close business relationship with Activision. On a deeper level, PlayStation has paid for an exclusive marketing deal with Call of Duty for the past several years, including Call of Duty Vanguard, the latest entry in the series. So Activision Blizzard's ongoing issues and its in inaction regarding Kotec may have been deemed to reflect poorly on PlayStation and Sony as business partners. Since the release of the report about Kotec's knowledge of past sexual assault and harassment claims, the Activision Blizzard Board of Directors released a statement of support for Kotec, although a small group of shareholders has called for Kotec to resign. Activision Blizzard employees staged a walkout yesterday in response to the report about Kotec, the second walkout since July. These ongoing issues began in July when the state of California sued Activision Blizzard, and we have a timeline up on GameSpot.com that you can check out if you want to see how it went down. So, a big name player coming out and being like, this is unacceptable, is a pretty big deal. The thing that pop people are going to immediately jump to is they're doing this for clout, which admittedly, they will, whether intentions or not, they will get some clout out of it. But regardless of that, the fact that the biggest platform holder, one of the biggest platform holders right now is telling Activision Blizzard they need to fix up and look sharp is major. What do you think about that, Tim? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you you said it there, but one of the biggest, I mean, PlayStation, I think when it comes to Activision is the biggest because of the marketing deals they have with Call of Duty, which is one of the biggest franchises in the world. So there, this is an, an actual threat in a lot of ways to the bottom line. Like this is the thing that can actually move the needle um, for this type of story and for this situation that we're in. And as things become more and more crystal clear about what's going on, it is going to require the big dogs next to them to call them out and put their foot down and be like, hey, no, this is not acceptable. So I think that this is uh, very important. I am honestly a little bit surprised that uh, twofold. I'm surprised that it took this long, but I'm also surprised that they're doing it. You know, I do think that this is a step forward. I think that it's very important that the head of PlayStation is is saying this and, you know, doing the call out. I think the cloud conversation is silly. You got to get that out of your mind entirely because the doing the right thing is regardless of all the other factors that come into to place. And this is doing the right thing. How far down that path will they go? That remains to be seen, because I do think that they can affect uh, Activision Blizzard's bottom line in a much more demonstrable way uh, if they were to like pull out of things. But that also has a lot of ramifications that affects a lot of people. So I don't think that they're necessarily going to do that. Uh, but I do think that this type of stance is what's going to motivate other people to take the similar stance. And the next thing you know, they have no choice but to really take action. Yeah, the the, the important thing is like, yes, that cloud conversation. The reason why it's ignore, it is boring and like it's counterproductive is we've all seen what happens when small groups of people criticize people in the in the positions that these executives are when they commit these abuses, which is to say, it's hard to enact change from that level it's doable it takes a lot of time and effort and grassroots movements can become um kind of these movements that are able to you know seek out and 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 get justice for these kind of things but nothing hits harder than a major corporation pointing a finger and saying stop this because that is hurting the wallet that is shareholders shareholders are now looking at playstation which is a massive massive business partner for activision and they are saying, 
to Coltec, this is unacceptable. That is the only thing that's going to make them really think about what they're going to do with this situation because it hurts their bottom line. It's a good move on Sony's part and it's a massive, massive benefit in trying to get some justice and change the situation at Activision Blizzard. The, the sad thing is, as moving into the next part of this update written on by Brian Francis on GameDeveloper.com, Activision Blizzard has doubled down on its defense of Coltex in a all-hands meeting. So this is written on GameDeveloper.com. Activision Blizzard's continued defense of CEO Bobby Coltex extended to a live-streamed all-hands meeting in which leadership addressed pre-screened questions from staff. Game developer has learned. Sources speaking to the site say that Activision Blizzard leadership continued to stand by Kotec in that internal call, which took place early in the morning yesterday and wasn't recorded, and tried to address employee concerns about yesterday's damning report. Members of the leadership team led the meeting and read and responded to pre-screened questions submitted by employees. Though much of the meeting reiterated the company's defenses issued yesterday, employees learned two key revelations about how leadership has been managing the crisis. Multiple sources described the meeting to game developer and confirmed the following points were made. First, it was revealed that Activision Blizzard extended the company's Thanksgiving break to a full week after learning that the Wall Street Journal article would be published this week. This seems to indicate that Activision Blizzard was well aware of the journal's investigation and planned its defense of Kotick and company leadership in advance. Second, employees who asked about if Activision Blizzard's zero tolerance policy would apply to Kotick himself given his alleged past actions at the center of the Wall Street Journal report, were told that the company did not have evidence of claims against him because they happened over a decade ago. It's not clear if this is meant to apply for Kotick's supposed defense of Treyarch's co-founder, Dan Bunting, whose removal was recommended by Activision Blizzard HR before Kotick allegedly intervened, or merely the allegations that he allegedly threatened to kill an assistant in a voicemail. From an outside perspective, it appears that Activision Blizzard leadership thinks it can weather this crisis by doubling down and insisting it's, it has faith in Kotick. That perspective is not shared by many employees as made evident by yesterday's walkout. And now it appears to have drawn ire from leadership at other game companies like Sony. So this is the reason like Sony coming down and being like, stop this shit or we'll punish you for it is important. Shareholders are trying to, to just weather the storm. And executives at that level they rely on people forgetting and moving on to to kind of like sweep this stuff under a rug and it's unacceptable that is it is unacceptable this two-pronged approach where employees are employees and the community at large are calling out and then other corporations are calling out is perhaps the most effective way of getting stuff done in this case so it's good to see it happening yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the unfortunate thing is getting stuff done in, in this case isn't that clear. Like, there's not just, like, one thing where it's like, okay, cool, we got rid of Kodak, everything's fine now. It is just kind of a bunch of different steps. And I think at this point, though, there is no reality where Activision can keep going with him at the, the head of it because there's just too many things coming out. And whether or not um, they're, they're going to back him, People aren't going to back this company. They're not going to yeah. back uh, so th these decisions being made. And, and at some point, like that is going to affect everything. When you got PlayStation calling you out, it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm very interested to see when it's going to happen because I don't think it's a if, I do think it's a when. All I'm saying to people is, especially if you're at Activision and have any sort of sway, don't forget who makes these games. 
Don't forget who makes the experiences that are earning you money hand over fist. It ain't fucking Bobby Kotek, that's for sure. That's all I'm saying. Um, next story comes from the second best video game website in the world, GameSpot.com. Written by Eddie McCooch, Xbox boss Phil Spencer is wary of NFT exploitative possibilities. NFTs exploitative possibilities. I, I hate NFTs so much that I can't even read words before and after it. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Xbox boss Phil Spencer has shared his thoughts on one of the most talked about elements of the technology space these days, NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Speaking to Axios, Spencer said he has observed a good amount of speculation and experimentation in the space. I quote, what I'd say today on NFT all up is I think there are a lot of speculation and experimentation that's happening and that some of the creative, some of the creative that I see today feels more exploitative than about entertainment, he said. Spencer said he doesn't believe NFTs in the gaming space are inherently bad. However, he said Microsoft would take action against any NFT game project that was exploitative on the Xbox platform. Valve, for example, recently banned NFT games from Steam. I don't think it necessitates that every NFT game is exploitive, Spencer said. I just think that we're kind of in that journey of people figuring it out. And I can understand that early on, you see a lot of things that probably are not things you want to have in your store. I think anything that we looked at in our storefront that we said is exploitative would be something that we would you know, take action on. We don't want that kind of content. Spencer's comments come after exclusives from Take Executive, sorry, from Take Two and Electronic Arts spoke positively about NFTs. If you believe in collectible physical goods, I don't know why you wouldn't believe in collectible digital goods, said Take Two Strauss Zelnick said. Get a grip, Strauss. Uh, EA CEO Andrew Wilson is similarly optimistic about NFTs. I think they, the pay to earn or the NFT conversation is still really, really, really early. And there's a lot of conversation. And there's at some level a lot of hype about it, Wilson said. I do think it will be an important part of, our, of the future of the industry on a going forward basis. But it's still early to kind of figure that out, whether that's going to work, figure out how that's going to work. I'm glad Phil Spencer's like, no, please stop. Because the the slow creep of NFT into video games is something that concerns me a lot. Because ultimately, like the starting point of this stuff is exploitative. And you will never convince me that NFTs are good. Like, no chance. Not not in their current but state. Sam, I've had so many monkey uh, Twitter uh, profile pictures respond to oh me about how they're God. so cool. They're, they're, they're I want you to based, know. Bro. I want you to know that if you've got an NFT, art, Tam. yeah, if you've got an <laughs> NFT, I have, I can, and I will screenshot it, and you will not be. I'm gonna right-click that NFT and save as, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then I'm gonna post that shit everywhere. Wow! Believe me, I wow. am the NFT bandit. I am oh. the NFT criminal. I'm gonna bring down the NFT world. You're gonna fucking make my... sure that they're all fungible by you're the like, end of the you're day. You're like Mr. Robot but is for it. NFTs, bro. Yeah, I am on here. I'm the keyboard, I'm the mouse warrior. Just right-clicking and saving as oh, like faster man. than anyone. It's like everyone can get it. Um, yeah, but I, the the way that like I keep the the uh the amount of emails that I now get that are like NFT game, NFT game are alarming, like and my hope is that at the very least um, that these like someone like Phil Spencer, who's you know in charge of a platform, stands as the bastion of quality and people like 
you know the folks at Valve stand as like the the kind of bastion of quality until you know we get to a position where that stuff isn't exploitative and it doesn't feel like it's just designed to prey upon people. I feel that, like you go on. I was gonna say, I think for me, Phil Spencer always the fucking best. You gotta love Uncle Phil. This yeah. is the best take on NFTs I have seen anybody have so far, where it's kind of just balanced and understanding that like these things aren't inherently bad, but they're very easily used to be exploitative and they are and microsoft's not gonna stand by that and it doesn't he doesn't want that xbox to turn into that fucking awesome great i don't think that it's like ridiculous and hyperbolic about anything and i think that he has a good understanding of technology and the way things are going the way people work socially and the way that people communicate with each other and like what brings value to them and how easy it is to manipulate that in others and at the end of the day he's running a company and wants to see uh the games industry vibrant for many years to yeah. come and i think he understands that if everybody at the top jumps on every single trend that comes along it's going to be problematic at the end of the day because exactly. everything's going to be homogenized and everything's going to just be pure, pure, pure monetization. And there's no game there then. It is yeah, just exactly. money. And at some point, people are, the game is going to be everybody just trying to make as much money as possible as opposed to playing games together. And we're creating that future now. And I don't think necessarily that that's a problem for certain things. That is a problem when it is taking over when it's not just an element of a thing, but it is the, it becomes the thing. Yeah, and like I think it's really important because games games are enjoyed by so many people, and NFTs by comparison are a thing that very few people truly understand. And having that those two mix too early could be a recipe for disaster. Like we had, this is a different kind of case, but remember when microtransactions came about and we had a group of people who are the hardcore gamers that understood microtransactions and they were able to approach that stuff with a degree of that understanding to keep themselves safe. And then you had people who are casual gamers or, you know, they weren't as plugged in who had no idea and were like accidentally running up bills of hundreds of dollars spending on things. And that is kind of like a similar situation that we have here. We need for a little while to get embedded and build an understanding of NFTs before we start introducing them into this thing that we love. And based on this discussion also, like I know there's going to be a lot of people who are watching this that are going to have the impulse to explain NFTs. Don't. I don't care. Do not talk to about NFT. I don't want to learn about NFTs. Do not tell me about NFTs. Yeah. You know what I do want to learn about? Ads. So sit tight because we're going to talk about uh, the next new great Smash clone from Warner Brothers, but that's coming after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Listen, the holidays are coming and everything is about to get a little crazy. Give yourself a break and let DoorDash take care of dinner because DoorDash brings what you want to eat right now and right to your door. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. I love DoorDash so, so much. Uh, there's this burger place in San Francisco called 4505. Technically, they're a barbecue spot, but they are the best burgers in San Francisco. Francisco and I love using DoorDash to get them. I just got it 
it yesterday for lunch. Fantastic stuff. Uh, for a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget that's code G-A-M-E-S-2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Next up, shout out to ButcherBox. If you've ever had a good piece of meat, you know what I mean when I say there's nothing quite like it. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Invest in some high quality meat from ButcherBox. Never scour the grocery store for that 100% grass fed beef or free range organic chicken again. I will never forget the day that Kevin Coelho decided to do a ButcherBox spread. We had some bacon, we had some sausages, we had some steak, we had some burgers. It was fantastic. ButcherBox only bring in the best. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home with free shipping for the continental US. Each box contains between eight to 14 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual meals. ButcherBox is offering new members free bacon and $20 off your first box. Who doesn't love free bacon? Come on. This offer is ending November 21st, so get this deal before it's gone. Sign up at butcherbox.com KFGD. That's butcherbox.com KFGD to get free bacon and $20 off your first box. Next up, Shout out to ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is basically like leaving your stuff at your table when you run to the bathroom in a coffee shop. Most of the time, you're probably going to be okay, but there's always the chance that you'll come back and everything's going to be gone. Listen, every time you connect to an unencrypted network like at cafes or hotels or airports, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your data and sell it. That's bad. You don't want none of that. But ExpressVPN stops all that by creating a secure encrypted tunnel between your device. All you got to do is open the app and click one button to get protected on all of your devices. I've been using ExpressVPN. My internet has been safe and I absolutely love that. I use it on all my devices, whether it's my phone, my computer, my TV, all of it. Come on, I'm trying to be safe. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash games that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash games and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash games and finally shout out to amazon music uh you clearly have great taste in podcasts because you're listening to this right now why not try out amazon music well you'll find tons of binge worthy podcasts amazon music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to but it's not just podcasts they also have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free you can try out amazon music unlimited that gives you an unlimited access to 75 million songs plus podcast music videos and more with unlimited skips uh they also also have Dolby Atmos. That's what I've been using a lot of. It's been super awesome in this room, but also super cool with the headphones, getting a lot of the spatial audio going on. If you've never tried Amazon Music Unlimited, now is a great time for a limited time. New customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for three months. Give it a shot. Try it out. I'm telling you, try the spatial audio stuff. It is a trip. Uh, no credit card required. Just go to amazon.com slash KFGD. That's amazon.com slash KFGD to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for three months amazon.com slash kfgd renews automatically cancel anytime terms apply all right baby we're back and let's get into the big story for the day comes from the third best video game website on is it the third am i the third or the fourth third 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 best video game website on the internet 
First was GameSpot, second was GameSpot, third, of course, is GameSpot. Mm-hmm. Coming from Jason Finelli, um, who writes, Warner Brothers Games reveals multiverses and, more importantly, makes Ultra Instinct Shaggy a reality. Let's go, finally. After weeks of rumors and speculation, also known as Unfortunate Leaks, Warner Bros. Games has officially unveiled Multiversus, a new platform fighter starring many familiar faces. The reveal trailer, hosted by Player First Games' co-founder and game director Tony Hune, details the game's focus on online team-based competitive play, with a 2v2 format being at the forefront. There will be other modes like 1v1 or 4-player free-for-alls offered as well for those people who prefer solo competition. The roster includes many iconic characters from across the Warner Bros. portfolio, including Batman, Superman from DC Comics, of course, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, okay, Finn from Jake, uh, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, and Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Shaggy, most importantly, is fully equipped with Ultra Instinct powers, bringing the meme to life for the first time outside of a cameo, as well as a projectile move where he throws a sandwich. Multiverses will also feature a full voice cast with many of the characters' original actors, including Matthew Lillard yeah. as Shaggy. He's back, Let's baby. Let's go, Shaggy! Just absolutely shagging up that uh, game. Uh, that was bad phrasing. Uh, Maisie Williams as Arya Stark. And yeah. Kevin Conroy as Batman. Let's Fuck go. yeah. John DiMaggio as Jake the Dog. You love to see it. Already have, like, somewhere the development team for Nickelodeon All-Star Bros. It's like, damn, they got voice actors. We're done. This shit is done for us. The roster is not complete either. As Hyun confirms, more characters are coming before the game's launch. For example, a recent leak showed Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty amongst the cast, but he's not in the initial trailer. Multiverse is a dream project for our team at Player First Games, and we're excited to officially reveal the game, Hyun said in a press release. We've built Multiverses from the ground up to be a cooperative social game that embraces teamwork and strategy. We're also focused on providing first-class online gameplay through dedicated server-based rollback netcode so that friends and rivals can enjoy a seamless competitive experience as they duke it out with our diverse roster of characters. Multiverses is scheduled for release in 2022 on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC with full cross-play support, dedicated server-based rollback netcode, as mentioned previously, and content-filled seasons. Every character revealed so far, and their voice actor is listed coming at you. Are you ready, Tim and Barrett? And best friends, here it comes. Yeah. Batman, DC Comics, voiced by Kevin Conroy. Superman, DC Comics, voiced by George Newbern. Wonder Woman, DC Comics, voiced by Abby Trott. Harley Quinn, DC Comics, voiced by Tara Strong. Shaggy, yes. Scooby-Doo, voiced by Matthew Lillard. Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, voiced by Eric Bowser. Uh, Tom and Jerry, from Tom and Jerry, voiced by Eric Bowser. Arya Stark, Game of Thrones, voiced by Maisie Williams. Jake the Dog, Adventure Time, voiced by John DiMaggio. Finn. Adventure Time, voiced by Jeremy Sharder. Steven Universe, from Steven Universe, voiced by Daniel Duvenier. Uh, Garnet, Steven Universe, voiced by, of course, UK uh, artist Estelle. Rhinedog, original character, voiced by Andrew Frankel. Hold on. So, You're mm-hmm. telling me that Estelle's a voice actress in Steven Universe? Yep. Estelle, yep. American boy Estelle? American boy. Bam, bam, bam. 
That's awesome. Good for that her. That is her. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to make a couple of bangers and then I'm off to be a cartoon. Peace. That's right. No, she nailed it. Yo, uh, so here, we, here we go. I got a lot of mm-hmm. thoughts about this. Thought Let's number go. one Multiverses might be the greatest name for this video game possible. Like yes. somebody had the idea, somebody. Well, multiverses. Oh my god, that should yeah, be a yeah. Smash Brothers type game of a yeah. bunch of characters fighting from different universes. That, that was wow. that was an idea that just came off of like a rip, and they're just it's, like, oh, dude, what about multiverses? And like, fuck, bro, that's great. Dude, <laughs> it's real good. It's real good. Um, them getting the voices and this lineup of voices, fantastic stuff. Definitely shows they care. Um. It looks surprisingly better than I expected it to. It does look a little slower. It looks a little more brawl-esque uh, compared to the, the faster-paced melee or even like ultimate mm-hmm. um, Smash-type gameplay. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant about the focus on 2v2. Um, it's a cool idea, but I always say if you're going to copy Smash Brothers, just copy Smash Brothers. Don't add a gimmick. Don't get weird. Just do the assignment. Um, but I think the biggest thing there is the assignment of Smash Brothers isn't just getting a bunch of characters together. It's making them feel cohesive together. It's celebrating them. And I think that that's something that we've really kind of lacked in any of these games, mm. whether it's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale or the the recent Nickelodeon one or what this this potentially with the voice actors and stuff seems to be moving in the right direction, but it's not just about getting the characters. It's about making sure that all of the elements that go into it, whether it's the music, whether it's the levels, like all of it needs to be like a celebration of these characters to kind of make it all feel like there's some consequence to it. And it's not just, well, what if this person was also here and this person, because then it starts to just feel like Mugen, right? <laughs> Where yeah. It's just like, let's just put a bunch of things together and not really care how much they clash. Smash Brothers makes that clash part of the product itself. And I, I think that that is something that the voices, I'm really, really hoping are a sign that they are going closer to that direction. Yeah, that, that celebratory element is so, so important. And it's what I think carries um, the success of the, the Smash franchise as well, because Smash is an incredibly niche fighting game and some, you know, platform fire. It's very difficult to play. Like, I find it to be one of the hardest fighting games. And I'm someone who has been playing fighting games for as long as I've been alive. Like, and, and the reason, the way you bring people in and give them a reason to kind of, like, uh, commit to it and invest time in learning it and really playing it again and again and again is by creating this atmosphere where the things that they love are celebrated. That's how they did it with Smash. And that's, you look at even other games like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and 2 and, you know, those games. There are a celebration of both the Street Fighter, Capcom stuff and the Marvel stuff. So people who love those games are people who love fighting games, but also people who love those franchises. And where the next stuff kind of fell apart for me was like, it looked like the very bare bones, like basic, like they looked at a one paragraph description of Smash Brothers and then just put made that based on that. And it doesn't have the love and the craftsmanship behind it, which I hope Multiverses does because we really, really like it really needs to be celebratory in the way that Tim, you described if it's going to have any sort of legs. And like, I, I know there's a significant amount of people right now who are just completely checked out of the nick one so it doesn't really matter if they have future plans for new characters and other nickelodeon things to put in there because you blew it at the start you know you didn't fundamentally you weren't you didn't get people excited about it so people are checked out now and now unfortunately you've got this other thing come along to eat your lunch and 
I mean, that's mm. the, the, the free-to-play element I think is really interesting for this type of game. I, also, everything they're talking about with the net code and the rollback and all that, like, they are they get it. They know what they're doing. And, I, and, and Nick Lodian as well had a lot of the similar things where uh, watching the behind-the-scenes videos uh, pre-launch, I was very impressed. Like, oh, shit, you guys understand what makes the gameplay of Smash special. But do you understand what makes Smash as a game, like you were just saying, yeah. given it that longevity and all that? But I also think that whether or not they get it, are they going to have access? Are they going to be allowed to have fun? And in and, and Smash Brothers, you get the items, right? So it's like it's not yeah. just the character, but there's these items and assist trophies and all this other shit that take elements from it that make it feel like more of a world that you're, you're building in it. And I, I wonder if we're going to see that in this. But it is yeah. really cool hearing them to, like taunt each other and say things and like it be the right voices so yeah we got a question from Stephen f radical bomb who says hey tim and tam with the official reveal of multiverses what unannounced characters from the vast catalog of wb properties are you excited to someday see added myself i want to see hong kong fooey tim do you have any characters that you want to see added none come to mind i mean i feel like the animaniacs would be kind of fun Ooh, uh, yeah they were like some some so type like, of I feel like having Arya Stark in there has really, like... It's like when they put per, uh, Joker in Persona and everyone went, oh, all bets are off. Like, they can add anyone now. Yeah. I feel like Arya Stark is that character and I want them to lean into it and, like, treat no one as precious. Like, so, like, to name some of the franchises that I think um, Warner Brothers has, Matrix, mm -hmm. put oh. Neo in there. They've got Blade Runner. Okay, who cares? Oh Stick my God, right there. In there. <laughs> like, just get wild. They've got Mad Max. Stick Max in there. Like, yeah, get, get him one. in there. That's a good um, one. They've got Mortal Kombat. Yep. Get, get Which we get some references. I don't know if you saw, but Shaggy's dressed as a, one of his alt costumes is yep. like Johnny Cage. Here's the big one for me. Warner Brothers owns Police Academy. Oh, no. Get, okay. get, okay. Them, get them lunatics in there. I'm going to say put Nikki Glaser, the comedian. She's the host oh, of yeah. Fuckboy Island on HBO Max. So there you why go. not? Ooh, okay. There you go. Okay. Uh, the National Lampoons are a fine WB property. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> so, know, uh, you, uh, what is it? Nora from Queens is also on HBO Max. Get Aquafina in there. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, that's one. Uh, LeBron uh, James from the. You we know, need LeBron. From the, I think that was leaked, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was I think leaked. it was. I think <laughs> we're getting LeBron. <laughs> okay. Johnny Quest. Mm. Remember Johnny Quest? That's a fine WB property. Uh, Johnny House Bravo. of House of Wax. Character <laughs> <laughs> from House of Wax in there. Is Harvey what? Birdman? Was Harvey Birdman on the the roster here? I feel like that would be a good one. I'm not sure. I don't think so. That would be a good one. That would be, that would be pretty good. I um, want Jackie Chan. I want Uncle from Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh mm. yes, never question Uncle. Get him in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then um, Samurai Jack. That'd be a good oh, one. yeah. Samurai Jack. Uh, who owns dub, uh, HBO? WB. WB. Can Tony Soprano. Let's go. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> get him in there. Like, get, get him in there. Get uh, the Watchmen. Get, uh, fucking... Someone said Larry yeah. David in chat. Someone yes. Said Freakazoid Larry would David. be a good one. I don't know if they Freakazoid. own. Is Freakazoid WB? I imagine so. Wait, hold a second. Hold on a damn second. I need to Google this. This. Who owns Demolition Man? <laughs> Warner Brothers Interactive! Warner Brothers! Warner Brothers, please, God, please, I'm begging you, give us 
Simon Phoenix, and John Spartan in Taco Multiverses. Bell as a I, level. I am begging you oh, to Taco Bell Taco as a Bell. level. If you are out there and you have any sort of clout, please, I'm begging you. Someone else said Samantha this. from uh, Sex in the City. That'd be a great yes. one. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. This is, I'm never going to stop talking about this now. This is it. I need to get Greg on side. I, I need to I need to get Greg to do one of his his crazy tweets that pop off. Everyone tweet at Greg Miller and say, "Greg, please get us uh, the Demolition Man characters in multiverses." This is going to be my campaign now. I'm going to need kind of funny support. Please help us. Love it. Um, story number four comes from the fourth best video game website on the internet. <laughs> what do you know? It's Gamespot.com. Whoa! Whoa! George Yang, who writes, Capcom's Pragmata has officially been delayed to 2023. Short and sweet story. You might not even remember this game, many of you. Um, One of Capcom's newest titles, Pragmata, is now releasing in 2023 following its original launch window of 2022. Capcom revealed the delay through a new YouTube video showcasing the small blonde girl in a big blue coat seen in previous trailers. She's holding a sign with the year 2022 crossed out and replaced with 2023 next to it, along with the text, sorry, and then emoji, sad face. (laughs) I I love it, dude. That reminds me a lot of the Resident Evil 2 remake announcement where he just had the the shirt that says, we do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, George points out this is probably the most adorable delay announcement ever seen. I love it when Japanese companies make a big deal of delaying games where Americans are like, we're very sorry. Japanese are like, eh. Uh, back in January during CES 2021, Sony revealed release dates for some upcoming PS5 titles, including Ghostwire Tokyo, Forspoken, then known as Project Athia, and Straight. Towards the end of Sony's live stream, it mentioned that Pragmata had been pushed back to 2023. However, Capcom never officially confirmed that itself, but now it has. Pragmata was, of course, revealed during Sony's PS5 reveal event. While many questions remain about the game's setting, plot, and characters, we do know the game is running on Capcom's RE engine. There you have it. A game has been delayed. Not a, not a major one there. About this one, yeah. uh, this is one of those. This is one of those games that I'm like, if it never comes out, I won't be fully surprised. What's yeah. going on with Ghostwire Tokyo? <laughs> uh, hmm. That game will come out. Um, yeah, I, I believe so too. Uh, no, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Barrett. Before we move on, can you please bring up what I just sent to assets, please? I Meanwhile, a- while Barrett is doing that, I'm just once again asking, please, Warner Brothers. It's all I can think about. I, I, just, I just be well. That's what I'm saying. Give us the three seashells as a move. Like we can make that happen. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, I, you want me I, to bring the, up the image? I imagine, right, Timmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just bring up the website, you can scroll down a little bit. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we do it. That this is how Resident Evil 2 Remake was officially this, announced. This is the best video game announcement of all time. Ever. Yeah, ever. It, is, it is pretty incredible. <laughs> I and love that one that it, so much. The fact that it ended up actually happening years later and was incredible yeah. blows my mind. <laughs> it's that and the and the uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon announcement, which was like. A just a April Fools that they were retroactively were like, no, 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 we're actually doing this. By the way, this wasn't a joke, and everyone went, "What? Excuse me?" And then they released that game, and it was a banger. Um, oh, final story of the day uh, coming in breaking courtesy of Ooh. one one blessing Eddie Oye Junior who gave us a heads up. 
Um, this is coming directly from a Nintendo press release that we got sent. Uh, it was passed over. The Smash Brothers Panda Global Circuit 2022 will be the first ever officially licensed Super Smash Brothers Championship Circuit. Um, a new partnership approaches. Nintendo and Panda Global, a leading organization in the Super Smash Brothers community, are teaming up with the goal of creating a fun and welcoming space for players to compete while simultaneously boosting support for Super Smash Brothers tournaments and competitions. The partnership will kick off with a Panda Global operating the first ever officially licensed championship circuit for both the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Super Smash Brothers Melee games. The circuit based in North America will kick off in 2022 with more details around the event. The Super Smash Smash Bros. Panda Global Circuit will be open to eligible players who think they have what it takes to show their mettle in the hopes of competing against the best of the best in either Smash Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch system or Smash Melee for the Nintendo GameCube. Players from across the US will compete online in qualifying rounds for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. In-person qualifiers for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Melee will also take place once large-scale events return with the winners of the virtual and in-person qualifying rounds moving on to compete in the grand finals of the championship. Basically, long story short, um, Smash, after some tumultuous uh, kind of events with a professional or competitive Smash play at various other events, it seems like Nintendo is finally taking the reins and bringing in Panda Global set up official smash tournaments which is good um for context um nintendo is very protective over the smash tournament scene and the smash tournament scene has been really bad recently really problematic almost decimated entirely yeah, and, from and a like lot of also, its... and also really bad recently there's been some wild shit happening in those communities and um it's good because everyone competitive smashes really fun to watch even even as someone that like doesn't play competitively anymore like um i really love watching those matches because the things that they can do are just ridiculous and the comebacks and the the hype moments are plentiful so it's good that nintendo is finally embracing that community and giving them an official place to do it Um, yeah no i think this is great uh it's great to see nintendo actually uh fully do this it's definitely better late than never with this situation Mm. but i love that they're still supporting melee there is such a thriving community out there that still love that game and also simultaneously supporting ultimate now that it's a finished game which is crazy Mm. um is awesome but i really 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 kind of to your point love that they're starting this off saying they're teaming up with the goal of creating a fun and welcoming space for players to compete so it's like that's that is what it's all about like there needs to be some level of organization there needs to be uh, uh a group that is holding people accountable for their actions and making sure that that these um events are safe spaces for everybody uh both tournament goers and people that are there to watch so um i think this is really really excellent stuff and i i mm. hope that this is the beginning of them being able to play nice with some of the other big guys like with this i hope that this can open up uh, a nice partnership with Evo, whatever that ends up yeah. looking like um, in the future, because yeah. a thriving competitive Smash community is, I think, very good for the gaming industry. Yeah, and reminder that Evo is now owned by PlayStation slash Sony, which could be really interesting as well. And and yeah, I, I hope to see more of it. We'll see whether that comes to be. But for now, if I wanted to know what is coming to Mom and Grub shops today, Tim. Where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, yeah.
You you love to see it. And wouldn't you know it, I screwed up and accidentally deleted the entire bloody thing. You hate to see it. Oh, it's um, all so I'm gonna good, I'm gonna dude. I'm gonna read it. I still got it. I'm gonna read it. Um but the important thing is Halo Infinite Beta is Halo Infinite multiplayer is out now. So that's that's the big one. We oh, also have Blood yeah, Rain. Yep. The you other one this? Kid A Amnesia Kid Amnesia exhibition which is some sort of radiohead thing i'm told i don't know radiohead honestly i i i'm, I'm not sure yeah. people um, seem to be digging it a lot based yeah, on the twitter response it. which is cool um and based on this list that seems like everything <laughs> yeah and I, based off of simon cardi it is it, it's it's very cool i know yeah. simon cardi is a, a good radiohead fan so there you go he looks yeah cool. uh, he, he seems to like it I'm seeing many more games. Uh, being released Can you here. hit me with them? I'm we sorry. Got I've, no, I've dropped good. the ball, and if you want hey. me to never do this again, I would be what? understanding. I just picked it up. It's all good. Here we you got Blood Rain it. Revamped and Blood Rain Revamped 2 coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Space Moth Lunar Edition coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Undungeon, Xbox One, PC. Smoots Golf. What the fuck is a Smoots? S-M-O-O-T-S. <laughs> All right, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, 200 ways on Xbox One, X01 on the Xbox series of consoles, uh, Cosmonaut Vates, Academy Escape, definitely didn't say that word right, K-O-S-M-O-N-A-V-T-E-S, Academy Escape on Switch, Nindin Days 2 on Switch, which sounds like a fucking game Greg Miller would make up, uh, <laughs> Romao in the Cracked World, coming to Switch, oh God. Would you like to run an idle cafe? Yes. Coming to Switch. And just so you know, the way that this is uh, spelled out is in all lowercase. And there is a question mark at the end. Mm -hmm. Why not? Niche coming to Switch. Ice Station Z Switch. Unsafe PC. Alien Marauder PC. Myth of Empires PC. Rot Flesh PC. And Pronti Fishy Adventure (laughs) coming to PC. (laughs) So there are a few games coming out. But honestly, Halo, get on it. It's good shit. As with the last few uh, Counterpoint Games Dailies, we've once again partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on the latest happening with the GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games. You know, you can get stuff like Ray Tracing. Raymond Tracing is back at it again. You can get NVIDIA DLSS, uh, NVIDIA Reflex. And uh, if you don't know, NVIDIA DLSS is accelerating performance for uncompromised image quality in over 120 games and apps with even more being added every month. The latest one is, of course, Myth of Empires, which at launch, Myth of Empires is going to include NVIDIA DLSS support, enabling players to boost performance by up to 1.5 times. That is a decent performance boost. Myth of Empires, Myth of Empires, check it out. Um, New dates. This is for new release dates. Um, Sifu is now launching on February 8th instead of February 22nd, which is awesome. An undelay. (laughs) That is amazing. I'm very excited about that game. Um, Looks super cool. I want to get that old old man model, which looks sick. Uh, deals of the day. Um, the big one is Green Man Gaming is having a Black Friday sale. Um, I perused through there, and they look. It looks like they had um, some discounts on games like Red Dead Redemption Two, Borderlands Three, and Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. If you've seen the multiverses thing, and I'm like, I, I need to play something like that. We would recommend Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
But if you want something else, Nick All Star Brawl is discounted on Green Man Gaming. Also, Watch Dogs Legion's on sale and a bunch of other games too. So check that out. Uh, now it's time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get your questions read on the show, just like Mr. Evil 37, who's not as much of a question as, as kind of like just a statement, really. Um, yeah. Hi, everyone. With all the Halo Infinite hype, I wanted to recommend a new podcast called Halo 2 Artifacts. It's about the development of Halo 2 multiplayer and how the game's social features, parties, friends lists, matchmaking, etc., influence the rest of the industry. It's hosted by former 343 employee and Halo pro player Andy Bravo Dudinsky and former Bungie developer and certain Affinity founder Max Hoberman. It's a fascinating story and the podcast is very well produced. I think returning and new Halo fans would get a kick out of it. Thanks and have a great day. So I just wanted to put that in as a shout out because that seems like something cool that people could check out. Totally. And then Squad Up. Jordan Lee Rowan, who is a Rowan Stone, A-R-O-W-A-N-S-T-O-N-E, uh, on Xbox, says, What's up, kind of funny best friends? I did this a few weeks ago for PSN, but now I've finally entered the world of Xbox. Welcome. Ooh. My Series S arrives tomorrow, and I want to get some kind of funny best friends on the friends list. As I said a few weeks back, I have a brand new baby in the house, so gaming together is almost impossible for me. But I like seeing what everyone is playing. Thanks, and love you all. So if you want someone just keeping an eye on what you've been doing, Jordan Lee Rowan is your person. Uh, you're wrong. Let's take a look. I predict nothing. Oh, God. Right. It's, always, it's always Nano. It's always Nano. It's always He's Nano. It's always on my ass. <laughs> Mickey Mouse's birthday, November 18th, is the day he first dubbed, he was first debuted in the show, in the short Steamboat Willie. Awesome. Tam said that Ultra in. Tam said that Ultra Instinct Shaggy makes his debut in Multiverses, but he actually got his debut in WB during the intro for Mortal Kombat cartoon. Playable debut, okay? Relax. Him. And you did mention that he, like, yeah. outside of a cameo. You did yeah, mention yeah. that. Yeah, so. yeah. Campbell. Uh, Nano also yeah. says, Tim, Steven Universe's voice cast is stacked. Along with Estelle, it has Sinbad, Nicki what? Minaj, and what? Wayne Moore. I love uh, that. And then... Uh, Oh my God, Alex, OMG Alex says, Tim said one of Shaggy's outfits appeared to reference Johnny Cage. I believe that skin is more so meant to evoke Bruce Lee, specifically his classic yellow oh. tracksuit from Game of Death. Oh, fair enough. That's a really good point, and you're definitely right. <laughs> you are. We weren't incorrect. We were just slightly wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, I was wrong about that. I'm a, I'll no, no, take no, that no, one. Never give him. No? Never give him. Okay, no, never no, give no, him no, no, you don't get never. it. You don't no, get you it. Don't we were it. right. Sorry, OMG Alex. Uh, you, they, you give them an inch, they take a mile. They too. take a mile. Yeah. That's how it yeah, is. Yeah, don't do it. it. <laughs> and I know this because I'm one of them. <laughs> Tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and Janet. If you're watching live on Twitch, uh, you next after this, we've got um, Metal Gear Solid, right? MGS4, baby. Metal Gear Solid 4, baby. We're going to play uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Barrett's going to be there. Snowback Mike's going to be there. I will be there. I think Blessing's going to show up. Maybe Andy will pop in. It's going to be a good time. If you want to catch that stream later, make sure you subscribe to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays. And remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games, we run you through all the nerdy news that you need to impress all your friends. Mm -hmm. We have a Patreon post show that's about to happen right now for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, 
laugh and grow fat.